This is Sports Day. Another big week on Sports Day SA coming up the summer edition. My name's Paul Bonzer alongside me, former Sydney Swan cat and premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. I thought I'd give you a big rap tonight. Thanks, Bonds. Current cat as well, Kurong Cat. Oh, yes, Kurong Cat. Uh, been down at Kurong the last week doing some training with the boys down there, which has been great. Um, but uh, no, a relaxing weekend for me. Watched plenty of the Test match, which was great with yeah, Little Bailey. Yeah, cricket too. How about you? Yeah, same cricket and uh, hit some golf balls with Sammy. We hit them both uh, poorly. We hit some good ones, but we hit Wait, some bad ones. Course or simulator? No, nah, simulator. Yeah, simulator. Good. Yeah, just having a little hit into a screen. It was good fun. It is good fun. Um, hey, you can be part of the show as well. Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one 736 736 Give us a call or text in 0427-154-166. What did you like about the test match? You want to wrap up Nathan Lyon? Um, and we've got lots more to come on the show, uh, but we'll get straight into the box score men's for Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions and nutrient ag solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Box score. We'll start with the cricket in the box score. Australia versus Pakistan in the test match. Australia won by 360 runs after bowling Pakistan out for 89 in the fourth innings. Adelaide United travelled to Western Sydney Wanderers, but unfortunately didn't come back with any points. A 1-0 loss there. The Adelaide Giants, they split their series with Canberra Cavalry. Good name, that. 2-2 in the series there in the baseball. The Adelaide 36ers lost to Melbourne United, 107-96. to uh, And in the NBL, the other games, the Hawks won, have won three of the last four games under new coach Jay, uh, Justin Tatum, that is Jason's dad. The Tassie Jack Jumbers have lost two games on the weekend as well as the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They lost both their games. And Melbourne United, they extended their lead on top of the table in the NBL. And that wraps up our box score. Beautiful work, my friend. Uh, time for the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. And the good oil is all about the test match. And really, the good oil is about Nathan Lyon. Let's have a listen to Nathan Lyon's 500th wicket. And he comes. Ashraf hit on the pad. An appeal. An appeal. The umpire looks. He says no. Lyon pleading on his knee, pleading. They are again going upstairs. Drama around Nathan Lyon's potential 500-test wicket. Has he got 500-test wickets? He does! So I recommend to reverse... 12 and a half years after his first test wicket of Kumar Sangakkara, Nathan Lyon joins Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath as Australian test cricketers. There he is, 500 wickets. 500 wickets goat. for Nathan Lyon. Uh, average tick over 30, an economy rate under three. He's played 123 matches. He's just, it's unassuming the way he goes about it. Uh, 501 wickets. Now you, when he started back in 2011, there's no way you would have ever thought. No that he, would have, he wouldn't have thought he would have got to 100, let alone no 500. Way. And uh, we have Darren Berry to thank for all of this because he was the one who gave him a chance. He uh, wanted, he was a curator at Adelaide Oval. We all know the story, but Chuck was the one who said, uh, yeah, I think I see something in you and gave him a chance and 
500 wickets, test wickets later. He's got a good eye, Chuck. I actually did some commentary with Chuck over in Geelong uh, when he was calling footy, which I found oh, yes. quite bizarre. But yeah, he um, liked, loves his footy. He does love his footy, Chuck, so shout out to you. Uh, but, yeah, look, a, an incredible career thus far for Nathan Lyon. The test match, it ended, we made 487 in the first dig. Pakistan, 271 in reply. They had some good moments in their first innings. Definitely. And it looked like, okay, maybe we might actually get a series, uh, this test series, the three games. Pakistan might put up a bit of a fight. We then came out five for 233 declared Australia and bowled them all out for just 89 in their second inning. So a massive win in the end. 360 runs uh, in the middle of day, well, in the middle of the third session on day four. So Australia leads the Test Series 1-0. It's a three-game Test Series. Dave Warner, 164, not enough to win player of the match. It's a, this is a really interesting question and point, and I'm glad you brought that up, Bonds, because when I heard that Mitch Marsh got the player of the match uh, in this Test match, I thought, is Dave Warner a little bit stiffier? That he didn't win the player of the match, and who voted on this award as well? About Did it come out five the West? Western Australians? Yes. I reckon. <laughs> I agree. So I don't know. No, I'm making that up. But it, um, yeah. I it, look. There was, there's a lot of talk about it today. I I think Warner probably was the most influential player in the game. Uh, he set up the game. 487 runs were made in the first innings, and after that, the next three innings was only just over 500 made. He made 164. Mitch Marsh made 90 in his first innings. In their second innings, we know that Warner didn't make a score, and Mitch Marsh, 63 not out. So he made 153 runs, 11 less. He did take one wicket, Barbara's arm, which they big mentioned. Wicket. It was a big wicket. But, um, yeah, look, I think David Warner, he'll be very happy with the test, but I think he'll be going, and look, it would just be a nice way to go out with a few men in the matches as well, player of the match, but he didn't get it. Well under Mitch Marsh on an incredible test match and career that he's carving out at the moment. And now we move to Boxing Day, men's. One of my favourite days of the year. Without doubt. One of the it's best better days better than of Christmas. The it, it, it is better than Christmas. Um, because, for me it is. Well, I think for most, to be honest. You see everyone on Christmas and you, you, you get together with a lot of people you haven't seen in 12 months. It's great. But I think uh, you look forward to the next day when it's a bit more relaxed and uh, you can really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I look. I yeah, I love Boxing Day. I love just sitting down and um, the wife knows that Boxing Day is my day, <laughs> your day, and uh, yeah, I'll just sit there and do what I want and watch cricket all day and have a couple of bevies and a, a great day. Look, I, nothing's going to change, is it, in terms of team wise no. for Australia? No, they they won't make any changes. They don't need to make any Correct. changes. There's no need. They're the best team in the world. Playing against a team that's not quite up to it, yeah. Um, and but what about that pitch? Uh, was it was a bit of negativity coming out. It wasn't wasn't a great Test match wicket. It would have been interesting to see what it was like on day five. Yeah, if there was a day five, I, I, and it would have been interesting. I thought you were going to say this, and it would have been interesting to see if we did bowl first and Pakistan mm. batted first, and mm. they actually they made two seventy one in the first innings. If they came out, and made three fifty. Yes. We did a similar thing, 350-400. It would have made it a very interesting test match to bat last on that Very pitch. important toss to win. Yep. And I think people will look at that. Like that's four tests in a row that have been played at Optus Stadium. Teams batting first have won them all. Which says a little bit. Um, and look, Pat Cummins got asked about the... Uh, the, the pitch, and he said that, yeah, it just it did break up a fair bit. Um, and look, MCG, I think we'll get more of an even pitch. I don't think you'll see something like that happen. So regardless, if we bat or bowl, I think we should be okay. Yeah, it's it's probably a bit more than you'd ideally want on a day four wicket. Um, but 
you know, there's a lot of cricket before that to set up the game. So, um, yeah, we're playing a lot of wickets where it's really flat and Philly Boots is a batter. Um, and, you know, here, yeah, potentially second innings for both teams was di more difficult than first. But as you saw, there's plenty of runs to be got out there. He's looked after Perth there, hasn't he? <laughs> He certainly has. Well, who we didn't hear from is the goat about taking his uh, 500 with wicket and how proud he was. I'm pretty proud. I'm beyond proud. Um, obviously, I've got my family here. Some, well, some, some family here. My brother and uncle come over, and obviously got my wife and wife's family. So it's pretty special to to be able to tick, tick off 500 wickets in front of those guys. But um, I oh, know to come back from a calf injury and, and do all my rehab and have had this at the front of my mind of how big a milestone it potentially is and um, to be able to come out and do it in the first test, it's pretty special. It was special and uh, I use the word off the top, unassuming. Is that a good way to sum him up? Yeah, um, I, th I think so. He's, he doesn't look for the limelight. Um, he's obviously a great teammate. He's entrusted with the song. Uh, yeah. uh, so, yeah, and that's it's a very important role for Australia as well. He goes about his business. He is one of, well, he's the greatest off spinner we've ever seen in this country. And that's and, why I and, say yeah. unassuming because he is the greatest off spinner we've seen and he's taken the third most wickets in the history of test matches for Australia. And, and a great nickname. Yeah, he does have a great nickname as well. So, oh, Gary. Uh, while we're on the cricket, we might get to the Big Bash Marathon. Before we do... Uh, the good oil was thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. It's grown, harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Yes, let's get on to the BB Mar BBL Marathon. So the good news with the test finishing means that the Big Bash is back. After a slow start and a bit of a delayed start, a couple of washout games for the Big Bash. Mm -hmm. uh, we're back on tomorrow night here in Adelaide. Yes. The, our strikers take on the Sydney Thunder. So that is the first game of this game week two, which is six matchups. Now, We'll give you a quick update in terms of this competition is we're tipping each night, well, each game we're tipping, and I'm doing it, you're doing it, Sammy, our producer's doing it. Uh, we've got the uh, our commentators, so Chad uh, Sayers and David Wildy who are calling the games there. And, uh, and our listeners, you guys out there, we're asking you to text in your tips and uh, we'll have a prize at the end of it to see who wins it all. So am I in front? You're not in front. Okay. And the listeners who were leading four from four because we gave the draws, they – unfortunately stumbled their last three. So the leaderboard, Sam Fantasia, our producer, Chad Sayers on behalf of the commentators, and myself are on five. Right. We're in front, but you're not far behind. Travis Wakeling, the listeners out there, and Bond yourself, you're on four. So you won back. So every chance. So game week two, we'll go through these. We're going to give our tips tonight. Now, what we want out there is the listeners to text in your tips in these six games, and we will read them out tomorrow night. So, Bonds, let's go three hours. The Strikers and the Thunder in game week two, that's the first game. Strikers. I'm going the Strikers. Uh, the Scorchers and the Hurricanes. Scorchers. I also will go the Scorchers. Uh, the Renegades and the Heat. Renegades. Well, I'm going the Renegades as well. The Sixers and the Strikers. Sixers, so are you. Yep. Uh, the Stars and the Thunder. Thunder. I'm going the Stars. We've got one okay. different. And the Hurricanes and the Renegades. Uh, the Canes. I'm going the Renegades. So we've gone two different. So text us in by tomorrow night. Out of those six games, we want six tips from the listeners, and we will read them out on air tomorrow night. Coming up on the show, Darcy Short, thanks to Saka. Join the, uh, join the strikers in their quest for glory. Get down there and see them tomorrow night. The top seven for Lumo Energy switch to the affirmative. And our hat trick, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Uh, now, men's, um, 
Diz is going to be in on Wednesday as well because you can't make it again. So he he's going to fill the chair. He did a great job last week. So Jason Gillespie will join me the, on Wednesday. The timing will be perfect as well because we take on the Thunder tomorrow night. So if we win, he'll be here up and about. And if we lose, you're going to have to ask him some tough questions. It'll be after a win. It will be. Surely be after a win. Hopefully the rain. It will hold off. Doesn't. Surely. No, nah, it will. It will. And we'll sure? win. Yep. All right. Uh, big show still with coming up um, very soon. We're going to have Menz's top seven, the top seven Australian test bowlers here on the Summer Edition of Sports Day SA. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Bonds and Men's with you and get involved with the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements line 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Uh, we've got a massive show. Darcy Short from the Strikers coming up later in the show. But now it's time for your top seven men's. Sports Day SA. It's the Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Top 7 is brought to us by Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9. Get around it. What uh, do you got, Mentz? Your we top will seven get what? around it because our top 7, I had to think about this yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, Nathan Lyon, he took his 500th wicket, as we know, and so it made me think, where does he stand in terms of all time for Australian cricketers? Where does he stand in terms of all time Australian bowlers? So I've done the top seven Australian bowlers in test matches all time. Oh, this will cause some uh, controversy. Yeah, so the the top the top few are probably easy to do, but the bottom three or four have been quite challenging. So at number seven... I had a couple here that I wasn't sure, but I've put our man in there. I've put him in there because he's sitting in this chair on Wednesday <laughs> and uh, I want to keep him happy. It's Jason Gillespie at number seven. He took 259 wickets at an average of 26.13. That's a good average. He played 71 matches across that time. It, it puts him, in terms of the wickets column, at 10 all-time for Australia. Yep. I've got him at number seven. Yep. I love it. Any qualms? None. Loved his. Uh, sorry, Pat Cummins. I could have had you in there, but you'll certainly make your way up. But I left Pat Cummins out. So number six, I've gone with Benga Lee. Brett Lee, he played 76 matches, took 310 wickets. His average was just over 30. Uh, but again, I mean, you loved watching Brett Lee, didn't you? Raw pace. Raw pace. And uh, probably underrated because it was such raw pace. It probably underrates his career a little bit. A little bit. You see you see when he was bowling in the one dayers and he was getting up around that one sixty mark and one the you know, high one one fifties and that's the same as Sean Tate. You'd sit in your chair and go, Oh, that was 159. Yep. He's almost yep. there. You know, that that's the excitement he brings with that pace. It does. Uh, and he does. So at number five, I've gone with Mitchell Stark. Now Mitchell Stark, he's still playing. He's played the eighty three matches so far. His average is 27.5, which is a very good average. Economy, 3.4. But he's taken 338 wickets, which puts him in at number five on the all-time list for Australians in test matches. He's going to go to number four, clearly. So I've got him at number five on the list, Yeah, which I think is fair. I think at the moment he sits nicely at number five. I don't know if many other people would have him in the top five, though. Uh, No, that would surprise some people, those those figures. But 
just quietly, men's how good will the child be mm. of Mitch Stark and Elisa Healy? Great, if, if it doesn't play cricket, it's going to be very disappointing. It's a great point. And the next <laughs> question is, what is it going to do? Is it going to bowl, bat, or keep? Both. All three. All three. Triple threat. Triple I like threat. it. Uh, on to the top four. I have gone with Dennis Lilly at number four. He played 70 matches, so 13 less than Mitchell Stark has so far. But he took 17 more wickets. He's taken 355 wickets in his career. An economy rate of 2.75 and an average of 23.92. That is elite stuff. The reason I played cricket. And also, he had a couple of seasons off with World Series, so he would have taken more than 355. Without a doubt. So, a great career. Mitchell Stark will go past him. He's 17 wickets behind, but I've got Dennis Lilly currently ahead of him at number four on the list, which means that at number three, it is Nathan Lyon. He's taken now 501 wickets, 123 matches he played, which is no one rivals that other than the two guys above him. Uh, he's got an economy rate of 2.93. His average is 30.85, which is slightly higher than a few of the other guys around him. So an incredible career. Will he get up to where the top guy is? I'm not sure. But uh, he comes in at number three, which means that at number two, it's Glenn McGrath. Ooh, ah, Glenn McGrath, 563 wickets. That's 62 more wickets than Nathan Lyon. He's played one more test match than Nathan Lyon. Yes. So if you've got any issues there and say Lyon should be number two, I don't think many will. No. Well, one more test match, I don't reckon Nathan Lyon's going to take 62 wickets in his next test match. So that's why Glenn McGrath comes in at number two with an average of 21.64. That that almost should put him to number one. Yeah. 21 as an average and an it's economy amazing. rate of 2.49. Yeah, amazing. Glenn McGrath, stiff at number two, number one, without a doubt. Well, not stiff, because the bloke at number one is the best we've ever seen. Correct. Uh, is SK Warren. Shane Warren, 708 wickets. So he's taken 145 more wickets than Glenn McGrath. He did play 21 more games. His average and economy is not as good as Glenn. So, but uh, Shane Warren, 145 matches, 708 wickets. He is the number one. Any bowler ever. Mutor? He doesn't bowl. Oh, okay. You might throw him. <laughs> Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au and you can catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on design. Visit nflgamepass.com. You've got your uh, All-American update tomorrow night too. Tomorrow night, another massive day in the NFL and the NBA as well. It's, it's really starting to hit the straps now. We're only a few weeks away from playoffs in the NFL, but... That was my top seven. And again, if you're unsure or uncertain about a few of them, text in on 0427 154 166 for your feedback. I left out Mitchell Johnson. I left out McDermott, Benno. There's a few really good cricketers in there. Josh Hazelwood's around the mark. There's plenty that could have gone in. Coming up on the show, we're going to speak to striker Darcy Short. And also we've got our hat trick. Forget him one moment. If you don't know, now you know. And it is what it is. Back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you for just quality home improvements. You can give us a call, 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restoration. Men's our uh, 
Next guest is brought to us by the Adelaide Oval. Get to the Adelaide Oval tomorrow night, December 19, to cheer on your Adelaide strikers under light. It's a new striker. His name is well known. It's Darcy Short. Darcy to the summer edition of ASA. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, I believe you're out on the golf course as we speak, so we might have to pause just for so you can have a shot every now and again. But <laughs> we appreciate you spending time with us. Where are you playing and uh, how are you uh, playing great golf course at the moment. Um, any am okay. Have to play to my handicap, but um, yeah, could could blow out if I don't hit him up for the last two. Bit of pressure. What is the handicap? Uh, nine at the moment. Okay, that's good golf. That's so, good golf. That is good golf. Yeah, is this okay. yeah. is this uh, usual preparation for you, Dars, when it comes to your cricket? Uh, I just think it's a good time waste not to think about cricket too much in terms of the day before or the afternoon before. Uh, the afternoon, obviously, the day before. So, um, yeah, it's a usual thing to me to, to play golf. Um, play one frustrating sport in cricket and play another one called golf. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a um, very fair yeah. point you make. Uh, now, Darcy, I want to yeah. know the move to the Adelaide Strikers. Just let us know how that came about. And uh, was it an easy decision in the end for you? Uh, yeah, pretty easy. Um, come through the way of Tim Payne, who uh, told me that he was... I was just speaking to him and saying that he was going to be assistant coach there. And if I'd signed anything yet, and I said no. So, um, yeah, I got a call pretty much well, a day or two later from Dizzy, and um, it all went pretty quickly from there. Uh, I think it was a pretty, pretty easy decision for me in terms of... I guess trying to get a, get a fresh start. Um, obviously, the last couple of years haven't gone as well as I'd like at Hobart. So, um, yeah, it's just trying to get a fresh start and new faces around me and, um, yeah, just enjoy it again. Now, man, you might not know this, but Darcy did play has played cricket in Adelaide before. He played for the mighty Woodville District Cricket Club, Huge. my beloved Peckers. Uh, when he started off, he was just a young kid and uh, still hit him hard back then. Dizzy's already said that you're going to open the batting with uh, Matt Short, which is pretty exciting. Firstly, have you ever opened the batting with another Short? And <laughs> and how uh, how much are you looking forward to tomorrow night? Um, well, I haven't never played with another Short other than my father when I was playing club cricket. Right. Um, so, no, I haven't opened with another Short. Um, and, no, we're not brothers before anybody asks. <laughs> so yeah I, I guess it's just for me obviously trying to get back to where I was a couple of years ago or just having the confidence to go out and do what I do and know that um, know that I can do it again and, and just enjoy cricket and hopefully contribute to um, Adelaide Strike with winning and um, obviously getting to that, that final So Das, what does that look like then for you you were the Player of the tournament, BBL 7 and 8, form was incredible. So is there something you've identified? Is it is it going harder earlier? Is it getting yourself in a, off a few more deliveries? Is there something you've identified to be able to find that form where you were absolutely scintillating at the top for Hobart? Uh, I think it's more just myself backing, having the backing of myself again and, and not having that fear of getting out. Um, I think I probably went that way a little bit too much in terms of trying to be too consistent with my cricket and um, like I was in the two years that I was playing the tournament. So um, I'm quite hard on myself in that way. And I think, yeah, if I, I've figured out now that um, becoming a silent cricket is not a deal at the end of it. So if you're going out and having fun and 
um, I guess, enjoying cricket and enjoying being out there with the boys and trying to put on a show for a right. striking fan. Do you need to hit your second now? I was just thinking that. Yeah, I do. All right. Yep, yep. So you hit your second. Now I've yep. got a question for you when you come back. Men's, okay. I wanna, I'm going to ask Darcy about the Trent Rockets. So he played in the first 100 tournament. Yes. So I just want to ask him what how the 100 compares to the Big Bash. We're speaking with Darcy Short, the new Adelaide striker who uh, – currently on the 17th at Grange, so we've got to let him have his <laughs> second shot or his, his uh, playing partners. Well, that sounded all right. Off oh, the boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that doesn't no, sound that too good. good. <laughs> all right, Darts, I just, want to ask... <laughs> I just want to ask you, we're probably not doing your golf any favours. Uh, I just want to ask you about the, uh, your time at the Trent Rockets and you played in the first 100 tournament. How does that compare with the Big Bash? Um... Oh, obviously it was different. It was, uh, uh, I really enjoyed it in terms of the way it was with five ball overs and um, bowling 10 from one end. I think can rush the game a little bit if you're batting and not going quickly or if somebody takes wickets, um, you can bowl 10 in a row. And I think it was just a good spectacle in terms of that side of things. Um, I don't see it being too much different to Big Bash. I think obviously the over side of things, but I think the spectacle is pretty much the same in terms of what comes out of it and the entertainment and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, I guess, like it is here, it's just like a, a bit of a party on the, for the fans, hopefully, and that's what you, what you want the, the fans to be entertained um, in any, in any future career. Yeah, you do, and you certainly do in the IPL, which you played in for the Rajasthan Royals in 2018. I want to know about that competition and how you compare that to the Big Bash and your experience over there in India. Oh, well, I think that's where you want every T20 competition. That's what every T20 competition strives to be, isn't it? Is the, I guess, like the IPL, which is um, tough and competitive in terms of the players playing there. And, um, yeah, I feel like that's going to be the, the hardest tournament I've been at and only been there once I I kind of want to go back in, back there and, I guess, prove to myself that I can do it there and um, hopefully that happens one day. But, um, again, it's probably be a deal and end all if I'm not there. Yeah, hopefully that opportunity comes. Uh, now, Das, a lot of Strikers fans out there will be wondering the bowling and the batting aspect. Uh, is it just all batting for you? Are we going to see you dominate with the ball? How much practice have you been putting into it? And what are we going to see in this tournament? I actually practice my bowling a lot, to be fair. Um, it's something that I obviously want to do a lot in terms of trying to contribute in both with both bat and ball. If I don't do well with the bat, hopefully I can do well with the ball and have, I guess, just do 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 two things during a game. So I'm not just relying on one thing. But yeah, I'll definitely be doing the ball in the in the um, while we're bowling. Depends on if it's one or two or three or four. So. I guess it depends on how well I go. It sounds exciting for Strikers fans. I'm not sure if you know, but we lost a man by the name of Rashid Khan. So you just roll on in and take those four overs? Uh, <laughs> I didn't do it as well as what he did, but um, I can definitely give it a go. Uh, before we let you go and finish the 17th hole at Grange, um, who's the best bowler you've faced on the uh, T20 circuit, Das? Oh. That rubbing salt in the wounds. I think Rashid is someone that I faced a yep. bit in terms of big bash. Um, in I played with him in the hundred 
Um, yeah. And just watching him go about his business, I think he's, he's done it for so long and played so many so many games. Um, he's just someone that I think every team aware of every time. And um, I know that when I was playing him, I was obviously aware of him, but also kind of wanted to take him on as well when I was playing. So, um, yeah, he's probably one of the toughest in terms of spinners. And then, oh, geez, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good bowlers out there that you can choose from in terms of the pace on Das, thanks for your time, mate. Uh, really appreciate it. We know uh, you've taken some time away from your golf game to have a chat. Good luck uh, tomorrow night and good luck for the rest of the season. Hope we can catch you uh, later in the season. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we can see a big crowd out there tomorrow. Beautiful. Thanks, Darcy. Thanks, Das. Darcy Short uh, from the Strikers, brought to us by Saka and also Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Good chat that with us. It's good, isn't he? I think the the thing I took out of that as a Strikers fan is that he's going to not only have an impact with the bat, but with the ball, which is what we need with Rashid Khan going. We need the shorts, Matt and Darcy, to be able to... Uh, take some wickets and and um, contribute for those overs because we know that we need to carry the load of Rashid going. So that's great news. Yeah, the one thing I took out of that as well is that straight away he said, I want to get back to where I was. Yeah, good point. He, he recognised that he's had a couple of lean years and he wants to get back to being the best player in the competition. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's opening the batting with last year's player of the tournament. Yes. It's not a bad little uh, opening partnership, the shorts, having won three of the last four players of the tournaments. Do you know one of uh, Darcy's middle name is Matthew as well? It is not. <laughs> it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. I'm not making that up. I'm going to get Sammy to check that I for us. I think it's Darcy, Darcy John Matthew Short. Ah. I think it's something like that. So he's, yeah. So you have two Matthew Shorts out there. <laughs> Well, let's push ahead, Bonds. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of big results from the weekend. We talked about in the box score at the start, um, but an unbelievable jockey went out in a beautiful fashion on the weekend in over in Perth at Ascot. You could not have scripted oh, it any better. Incredible. This yes. is a movie script waiting to happen. Here is Damien Oliver in his last ride. Oliver's getting through with Murdamek. Ripcord's coming down the outside. Comfort me, Ripcord. It's Ripcord. Ripcord. And now Murdamek. Murdamek has got there. Oliver's got the run. The racing gods have spoken. It's gold, gold, gold at Ascot. Ollie goes out a winner in the gold rush. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to finish it. Um, you're right, it was death or glory at the top of the straight, but I... I knew this horse, I had a bit of confidence in this horse, he can take the gaps when they come. And um, Nick Ryan did a great job with him. I just had to point him in the right direction. When the gaps came, he he worked his way through them well. And um, it was a great win, but an unbelievable feeling. uh, I couldn't think of a better way to finish it off. How does it feel that it's finally over? Uh, A bit of relief, I suppose. Yeah, it was, attention is not really my my area. Um, But um, I understand it's... It's been overwhelming, but, um, you know, the crowd here at, at Ascot today, you know, what a wonderful reception. It's just, you know, I, I think it's the biggest crowd I've seen here. And, um, you know, just the, the applause and the roar I got for those last three winners, I'll never forget it. How long is it going to take the body to realise that you're not in the game anymore? The, the structure's gone from life. Uh, probably tomorrow when I'm nursing a hangover. <laughs> You can guarantee that's happened. Without a doubt. Uh, Damien Oliver there, he 
three. He won the last three races on the card. Incredible. It really is. It's a great day. And again, the call there, there's no way it should have won the race. It, it didn't come down the outside. It actually dodged and weaved through. And with 150 to go, it looked like it was no chance. You couldn't even see it. Hence why the call got so excited when he popped through and he realized Damien Oliver's going to win the last in his last race. Yeah, an incredible finish. What a jockey. And is is he the best of all time, the greatest of all time in Australia? It's a great question. It really is. I mean, text like us in on oh four two seven one five four one double six. We talked about earlier in the show our top seven, the greatest Australian Test cricket bowlers, uh, the greatest Australian jockeys. I mean, Glenn Boss won a few Melbourne Cups on Maccabi. Uh There's plenty that could put their hand up for it. J Mac's yeah. a very good jockey currently, so uh, it is a very good question you pose, Bonds. Damien Oliver, what an absolute superstar and, uh, yeah, riding a winner in your final race. You, you, you couldn't ask for any more, as he said. And he's not a, not a man who likes the limelight, but uh, it was incredible. It was. And as we mentioned, the final three races, Divine Belief, he won on in race seven. Uh, then Magnificent Andy in race eight before that unbelievable job on Munamek to win the last. Munamek. Um, some NBL stuff. Uh, there were some big wins by other teams on the weekend. Like the Adelaide 36ers obviously had the loss against Melbourne United. It looks, it does look like they're improving a little under Scott Ninnis. No, it does. Uh, I think of the offense is what it is. There's a bit more um, potency. Uh, it doesn't look as lackluster when, we're, we've, when we've got mm. the ball and we're trying to score. I mean, off the back of CJ's last game when we scored, what, 59? Yep. We've now put up. Over 90 or at least close. Yes. Yeah, in both games. So yeah. it just shows that there is that energy there. It's always going to be hard to stop Melbourne United. They are the best team in the competition right now. Clearly. So to lose by 11, we got it back to within six or seven points. So it, it actually was a pretty good performance from the 36ers away from home. Um, but you mentioned some other massive results and the permutations around the table and the standings moving forward were huge. Well, it wasn't a good weekend for the Jack Jumpers. Uh, the Kings and defeated the Jackies in Tassie yesterday, 90 to 82. Um, what about the Hawks? Yep. They're flying. The Hawks defeated Southeast Melbourne in Melbourne as well as away. Yep. It was, it was um, 172, 28 point win. <laughs> A massive win. Mitch Creek injured. South yes, East Melbourne that, that's a big in a real hole now. Uh, off yep. the back of their loss to Melbourne United by 28 points as well. And then back-to-back losses by 28 for South East Melbourne. Mm. We mentioned off the top that Justin Tatum, three wins in the last four games. So Illawarra just pushing along nicely. Look, will they make the playoffs? Probably not. It's the top six competition, but they're only two games outside now. So that's the the nature of this NBL the, competition. The Sixers are only three games. They're on the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. They're only three games out of uh, that sixth spot. It, it is. Which it's, is nuts. It's remarkable. Um, the Sydney Kings, they're, they're not the same team they were last year when they won it, but they still have a very good team. And they're sitting pretty in second position at the moment. Um, but the one I wanted to ask you about, did you see the finish in the Perth Wildcats-Tasmania game? Uh, on Friday night. Yes, I did. Yes. And again, I don't know how the Wildcats won that. Bryce Cotton. He's, he's, he's a superstar. He is a superstar. 89 he's, to 88, Perth won. Over in Perth. It was a remarkable win. Tassie, looked like, they looked in control of that game as well. They, they were in control for most of the night. And I I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit of time be, after Bryce Cotton retires. Yep. But I think he will be seen as the best import to ever play in the NBL. Like, it, it, there's some really big names that have come before him, like Leroy Loggins. Yep. And um, 
um, Ricky Grace yes. for the Wildcats. There are there are some really big important <laughs> names. However, I. Don't think they're going to be better than Bryce. Again, it's another great question you pose, Bonds. Text us in on 0427-154-166. Is Bryce Cotton the best import we've ever seen in the NBL? The other game, which uh, I picked this one as an upset for my weekend headline, the New Zealand Breakers to go to Cairns and beat them. I I thought they would. I didn't think they were going to beat them by 29, but they did. New Zealand on their day are a good side, and they showed this against Cairns. They did. They blew them out the water early. They led by big margin at halftime. I think it was almost 30 points at halftime in front. Uh, uh, Cairns only scored 32 points for the first half. So it was was a massive result for New Zealand, who keep them in touch with that Top six. Yep, it's so t- such a good competition. The NBL. Oh, it is. It's a great competition. And again, if you look at the next round of games, New Zealand take on the Sydney Kings. That's going to be a huge matchup there. Uh, Illawarra in some good form now. They've got the Jack Jumpers coming to town. Melbourne United host Perth Wildcats. That is going to be a thrilling game. That one. Us thirty sixes. We take on the Bullets. So we're we're a real shot there because the Bullets are not one of the better teams in the very up and down. The Bullets yep. Yep. and uh, yeah, there's a chance for Scotty Ninnis to get a win there. Let's hope so. Christmas Eve it is, uh, men. So it's um, Sunday afternoon. And if you can't get to the game, because it's almost a sellout. I think that today they had 100 tickets left. Great news. So if it does sell out, you can hear it on SENSA. Myself and Rupert Sapp will be down there. And you can just tune in. I think we'll win that game too. I really do. I I think we will too. Uh, Sammy's just uh, let us know that the Sydney Thunder, the Strikers 14-man squad, is out. Yep. Uh, Cameron Bancroft, Ollie Davies, Matthew Jilks, Chris Green, Alex Hales, Liam Hatcher, um, Zaman Khan, Nathan McAndrew, our man, uh, Blake Nikataris, Alex Ross, William Salism, Salzman, yep. even. I'm going well here. Daniel Sams, Gorinda Sandu, and Tanvius Sanger. Yeah, so it's Pretty very, strong side. It's a, it's very similar. Well, it's basically the same squad that they yep. rolled out in their first game. So I, I would expect to see the same lineup. Alex Hales and Bancroft will open in that game tomorrow night against our Adelaide Strikers. Bonds, it's time for the hat trick. It is definitely time for the hat trick. Uh, the hat trick is brought to us by your local tire power. Big December deal sale. Get four for four for the price of three on Toy O tires. That's Toy O tires. Forgettable moment. Uh, do you want to go first on the forgettable moment? Well, this yeah, our hat trick is a forget, a forgettable moment. If you don't know, now you know, and it is what it is. I'll go first on the forgettable moment. My forgettable moment is the Adelaide Giants' two losses. Everyone will forget them. Because they had that massive victory, twenty-seven to nine, um, thirteen I, in the eighth innings. It was it was nuts. It, just a couple of records from that game because we didn't mention this earlier. Uh, twenty-seven runs scored by the Giants was the most in franchise history. Nick Ward went six for six, which tied uh, the record um, for the most in the ABL. Yep, and the first team to score ten runs in two innings in a single game. Yeah, that means that if you're in that batting lineup, you're coming through and batting multiple times, potentially three times in the yeah. same innings. So forgettable moment is the two losses against Canberra. We'll just you know, 
brush over them. We will brush over them. Uh, I don't think that Adelaide United will be able to brush over my forgettable moment. <laughs> the forgettable moment is the last month for Adelaide United. Mm. We've lost four games in our last five games. Yes. How has that happened? Yeah. So we were three wins and a draw. Flying. Absolutely flying. And uh, all of a sudden find ourselves uh, out of the top five and not looking pretty. So we need to change things. A 1-0 loss to Western Sydney on the weekend. They are a good side away, and we're away from home, but a bad loss again for Adelaide United. All right. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. Men's Optus Stadium is not the right venue for test cricket in Perth. Yeah, it's a As fair. soon as the Wacker upgrades are complete, complete yep. I hopefully they yep. will move test cricket back there. Now, if they're playing England, I understand, play it at Optus Stadium. Yep. But if you're going to get a crowd of ten or 14,000 there per day, back to the Wacker for me. Yeah, they, they need to get crowds. And I did hear um, their outgoing CEO talk about it yesterday mm. and said that they need to find something over there. I mean, the Adelaide test traditionally has been the pink, uh, the the day-night day night test. test. The Sydney test has been the pink test. Uh, the MCG is the boxing day. Perth doesn't really have any feel but about the, it. But the reason Perth didn't get a test match last year yep. is because the previous 10 years, people didn't come. Yes. So, and they didn't have an Optus Stadium then, so there was no excuses. Correct. Uh, Bonds, my, if you don't know now, you know, Nathan Lyon will go down as one of our three best bowlers of all time. Well, they, that, yeah. Uh, will, I, he, will he pass Warney? I don't think he will, no. He's he'll 200 get Mag- behind. He'll get McGrath, who he, is he 80 behind. Um, I don't think he'll pass Warney, but we, we went okay. over our top seven just before mm. top seven Australian test bowlers of all time. And, and when you read out his wicket numbers, which we did, He's clearly in our top three best bowlers of all time. All right. It is what it is, men's. Mine is uh, DRS is not perfect. A lot of negative feedback uh, from Steve Smith being unlucky, even though, like, the the shot on the screen, you could see the ball was only just clipping the top of the bail. Well, it's hitting the wicket. Yeah, um, you need a lot to go right if the decision goes against and, you, don't and you? Even, even the... The Nathan Lyons 500 wicket was decided by DRS. I know, yeah. You know, that's it's, it is what it is, man. Yep, no, it is. Uh, mine's an interesting one. It is what it is. Moving Justin Langer on has been the right move regardless of where you stand. The group is relaxed is what Pat Cummins said after the test match yesterday. And we have won absolutely every competition we've played in since they've moved Justin Langer on. I love that from you. It's just That's a really good take. It is just the reality of it. Regardless, oh, I love Justin Lane, but regardless of your opinion on him, uh, the group is relaxed at the moment. The skipper said it, and we are winning everything. Yep. Uh, fantastic. Well done. That is the hat trick. Um, thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner, everything you need to get the job done. Shop in-store, online, and Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's, we've got about a minute to go. Yeah, we mentioned in the box score the Adelaide Giants 2-all series tie or draw with the Canberra Cavalry, which isn't great because Canberra is probably the worst team in the competition, the six-team competition. We take on the Perth Heat. Now, Eric, if you're listening again, we're, we're looking for tickets next <laughs> in the next games and the next matchup, which is against the Perth Heat. Who yes. got the better of the Brisbane Bandits, who have been – us and Brisbane have been the two best teams this season. So Perth are starting to get their season going, which means they're going to be a very challenging matchup for the Adelaide Giants uh, in this upcoming series, which leads beautifully into Christmas. So if you don't have anything on, get down – 
to West Beach and uh, see yes. this four-game series against the Perth. And Knicks. Giants fans, we're going to try and chat to Andrew Scott later in the week who uh, they're going to retire his jersey on sa- Saturday as yeah. well. Yep. No, definitely yeah. get down there. The weather should be a bit better. It's going to be a great series against Perth. And Dizzy will be in your chair on Wednesday it as will. well. Exciting right. news. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow for more of the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.